January 31st, 2024, we're in Masechet Bava Yod Gimal Amud Bet, again, on the first of the wide lines. We're going to, uh, for a moment, rewind to there where it says, Detanura Banan. We're picking up in the middle, but that's sufficient for right now. Detanura Banan Keshehezik Hav Hamazik. Those words which were mentioned in our Mishnah, that when a person damages he in turn is liable to pay, is coming to include a case that you maybe wouldn't have known about, a situation that will be a little bit of a novelty to you and me, that you're hayav, you're obligated to pay for the damages, even there. But what's the case? What's the situation? Lehavi, it's coming to include shomer chinam v'hashoel nosesachar v'hasocher shehizika behema birshutan. If you recall, those four individuals are what we call the four Shomrim. People who have studied Masechet Bava are well familiar with them. If you learned some of Parashat Mishpatim with a rabbinic lens, you're familiar with them as well. If I am to ask you to watch over something for me, you can fit into any of these four categories. For the purposes of our Gemara, we don't need to focus on the specifics of each. We'll just talk about the most, for our purposes, a basic. That's what's called sho'el. In other words, I hand over to you my animal. I say to you, hey, Eli, could you watch over the animal? Um, but you get to use it. You don't get to, you don't get paid and you're not paying me. It's a regular, normal borrowing situation. Under such a circumstance, he, generally speaking, Eli, watching over my animal, known as a sho'el, he's the one who's, so to speak, asking it from me. I'm the mash'il, the one who's giving it to him. He would be liable for anything that happens to the animal and anything that the animal does to others. The suggestion of the Gemara, of this Beraita, is that when we have those final words in our Mishnah, that the person who is damaging or who caused damage is liable, well, it was referring to any of those situations where one person, again, for our purpose, is going to say is borrowing an item, an animal from another, and some damage happens. Now, with regards to what happened and what the liability is, that's what the Gemara gets a little bit confused about in a moment. There's a few words over here which we're going to come back to. Uh, these words at the end of this Beraita, three lines into the uh, wide lines. Nifresa balayla we'll return to those words at the top of but first although we answered the question that at the end of class yesterday was disturbing us what are those words come to include the answer is quite simply shomrim your multiple choice test and have four options you should choose shomrim but we don't really understand what that means. What does it mean that there's a situation where the person's borrowing the animal and something which you and I perhaps wouldn't have known is uh, true in this situation with regards to liability? That's what the Gemara immediately returns to. It says, I know the right words. I got what the Beraita says. It says, those words are coming to talk about cases of watching over. What's the specifics? Let's get a little bit more particular. And again, just to bring us back to yesterday's diagram, I'm sorry I bring Eddie into this, but welcome back. Um, as a, to bring it back into that, Eddie is the one who's borrowing the animal from me, and I as well, that's the situation we're going to suggest, ha, excuse me, he as well owns his own animal. So in other words, I've given him my animal, it's in his backyard, together with his own animal, uh, bulls or horses or whatever it may be. Now there are two animals there uh, hanging out together in his backyard, one which belongs to me, he's just borrowing it, he needed it for extra work, his uh, children uh, wanted to go horseback riding, and as a result he's got those two horses. Which one damaged which? 
And as a result, what are we talking about with regards to his responsibility? Amar mor keshehizik hav hamazik lahavi shomer chinam vahashoel noses achav asocher hechidame. Amar mor again returns us to the words that were mentioned earlier, and it concludes with the following words: hechidame. Hechidame is a two-word question, which means what's the case? Tell me the particulars. I got it. There's an Eddy and there's a Harari. There are two animals. What happened that you're telling me there's a liability for damage that was incurred? Ilema, perhaps you'll tell me, de'azke Torah de mashil le Torah de sho'il. And maybe the case that we're referring to over here is that my animal, I'm the mashil, damaged the animal of Eddy. Eddy knocks on my door and says, thanks so much for lending me your horse, but guess what? I woke up in the morning and my horse, and I have it on camera, was damaged by your horse. Your horse started kicking it wildly. I'd like for you now, Harari, to pay me. On one second. That's what the case is in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is telling me, although, generally speaking, it's his responsibility to tend to my horse and to make certain that my horse doesn't damage, and if it does get damaged, etc., that's on him. In this situation where he's holding on to my horse, he's got his own horse or his own property or whatever it may be, and it damaged that, he turns to me, Eddie does, and says to the mash'il, it's your responsibility to pay. Maybe that's what our Mishnah is teaching. Well, it says, it just doesn't add up. I'll tell you why. Because I'll say to Eddie, one second, Eddie, let me get this right. You're holding on to my horse, right? And I should say to him, if my horse killed, hurt, damaged anyone else's things, Right, you woke up in the morning and your next door neighbor said, uh, I have damage to my property. And he looks on the cameras and it was Harari's horse. He's not turning and making me pay for it. That's his responsibility. You're the one who's a borrower. You have those responsibilities. If uh, my horse, which is in your property, uh, you take for a walk down the block and it uh, knocks into someone's car and damages it, that's on you. You can't say that's on me. So now I turn to Eddie and I say to him, quite reasonably, so you're not going to make me pay over here. Ilu azik be'alma, if this horse killed, excuse me, damaged be'alma outside of your possession, anyone else, ba'it le'shalume, you would be responsible to pay, Adi. Le'shalume at, you would be responsible. Now, hashta means now, that it damaged le'torah didach, your horse, your ox, ba'ina le'shalume, I have to pay? It's inconceivable, it doesn't make any sense. It can't be, that's what we're referring to. Again, we're trying to figure out, you answered the question on your test, I know the words, mean uh, there's a situation of a shomer, of a shoel, of a person who's borrowing, of an eddy and a harari, there, something I wouldn't have known is true. Uh, this one doesn't make sense, it can't be that's the case. Can't be that in such a situation, eddy could make me pay. Ela. Rather, perhaps it's the opposite. Maybe the situation is such that de'azket Torah de'shoel, Le Torah de Mashil. Maybe I brought my horse to Eddie, he's borrowing it from me, and he uh, returns my horse to me uh, the next day and says to me, um, Well, I'm sorry, there's uh, damage that happened to your horse. In such a situation, the Gemara says, maybe that's what we were referring to when we said, that there's responsibility of damages. Uh, well, what are we talking about? Well, it means that Eddie has to pay me. Oh, that, that makes a lot of sense. Eddie's responsible to safeguard my animal. He didn't do a good job. It happens to be that it was his animal which gored my animal. And as a result, he's paying me. Oh, no problems with that. Here's the problem with that. 
Let's erase Eddie's uh, horse from the equation. Let's just talk about my horse. Eddie's holding on to my horse, and he goes for a walk with it in the street, and someone else's uh, ox or horse gores it. Now that person, Eddie said, all right, you gotta pay up. Person says to Eddie, I only pay half. This is a fresh new animal. It hasn't been forewarned. He says, all right, I'll take half. Eddie brings the animal to me, and he says, listen, there was a $500 loss to your animal. I collected 250, here you go. I said, Eddie, I'm sorry. Uh, you're borrowing it. You have full responsibility. But I was only able to collect half. So that was your loss. I'm sorry. You're right. The person who damaged your, my animal while it was in your possession only pays you 250 Your loss. But you took it from me with full responsibility of returning it to me with full damage, uh, full damage uh, um, uh, control, or full damage protection I have on this. So now that it was your animal doing it to my animal, it's different. You want to claim, and that's what the Beraita says, Whatever the case is, if we're suggesting this is the case, you can only pay half, that's not fair. You have, I have a full damage protection. That means to say you have to pay full, irrespective of how it happened to my animal. You tell me because it was your animal and it was a short time, it was in the first three times, you're gonna pay half, not fair, says the Gemara, I should be able to claim back to Eddie. If my horse, if my ox was damaged by another, we both agree you'd have to pay full amount, kule Torah, the full amount of the of the ox that was damaged. Now that it was your ox which damaged mine, palga means half, like half is what you're going to pay me back. Not fair. So what the Gemara effectively has arrived at again is we have the words. The rabbis told us there's a case of shomer, of safeguarding, of Eddie looking over my animal. Some sort of damage took place and the halakha is such that there's a responsibility to pay half if it's a short time, full if it's a short mu'ah. But I can't find the situation. Go ahead. Just explain that last one again. Why isn't he just stepping into your shoes with the hair? That's your animal. Because when he takes my animal... The deal is such that he can step in with regards to what he receives, but his responsibility to me is to return the same animal, same object that he got. Doesn't matter what happened to it, how it happened to it, even if it happened a bit honest and it's completely out of his control. He is a shoel, he's got to return it to me exactly as it was. Uh, so he says, but I was only able to collect 250 and I'm standing in on your shoes. You were only able to collect 250. You were looking after my eye. You're not in my shoes. You're a person who's enjoying my item and returning it to me as it was. Nothing more, nothing less. You can't get a discount over here because uh, the person uh, doesn't have to pay you full. That's the point of the, that's, that's the claim of the Gemara. So the Gemara, as a result, uh, rewinds it. It says, you know something? Okay. That second situation, the second suggestion, where Eddie's animal, the Sho'il, was Mazik, the my animal, the Mashil's, uh, can't be. So much so, we're convinced we can't even twist this one to figure that out and suggest something. It's rather, again, let's, rem- let's remember the case. My animal damaged... Eddie's animal. Eddie now comes and claims that I should have to pay. I should have to pay? May break, Eddie. I should have to pay. If my animal damaged anyone else's, you have to pay. Now that it was your animal, I have to pay? Says the Gemara, here's the unique situation we're dealing with. It was a unique, we have to fill words into the situation. We didn't know this. We were reading the words. It seemed somewhat simple. It's a little bit unique. It goes like this. There's a general assumption. When I introduced this today and yesterday, I said there are two responsibilities that Eddie receives as the Shoel, as the Shomer. Number one, anything that happens to the animal is on him, returning the animal exactly as it was. Number two, 
we generally, if not always, assume that anything the animal does is on Eddie to pay as well. Those are two liabilities. I'm stepping in as you, number one, when I give it back to you, it's got to look the same. Number two, when it damages another, that's on me to pay. I have to give it back to you, so to speak, with the same, with the same clean slate. Doesn't make a difference. Why would it make a difference? He's got to pay any, any situation. He's, got, well, he's accepting it with that liability. If he's Shoel, he's Hayab Be'onazim. Certainly, Gineva Vabeda. Yeah. So, certainly, Peshia. That says the Gemara. So, the case is that those two general responsibilities were not accepted by Eddie. Eddie accepted only one of the two. And that was a stipulation, written, verbal, whatever it was. Eddie said, listen, I'm willing to, and I'd love to borrow your animal. I'll even groom it while I hold on to it. However, if your animal, maybe because I know it's a short mu'ad, but even if it's a short time, I'm not dealing with what it does to others. I'll give it back to you when I take responsibility. You're going to get it back as it looks. I'll even try to look after it. you, You know me, I'm a good guy, I'm friends with you and all that sort of stuff, but... If it damages anyone else, that's not on me. And as a result, that's the case over here. The case is, look in the words of the Gemara, le'olam uh, We return to the case that, that, that the, the suggestion that the nezik, the damage would happen from Torah dimash'il, my animal, the one who's lending it, uh, caused the damage to le Torah dishoil, to his animal, the borrower. Here, what are we dealing with? This is an injected detail. Eddie, in borrowing this, received, accepted one of the two general responsibilities called Shemirat Gufo, the body of the animal. But he didn't accept responsibility for the damage it'll do to others. Doesn't. It doesn't. No, he wants to know why does it have to be to my animal? Why can't it be, for, for the moment, for a second, I'm going to say it doesn't have to be my animal. It could be to anyone's animal, right? He accepted it without those responsibilities. But if it happened to anyone's animal, let's review this one more time. Let's, let's review what we're up to, and we're into final stretch on this Gemara. What we're up to is the case where there's a novelty, and it's true, and it makes sense, is that the Sho'el, the Eddie, borrowed from me, but with one of the two responsibilities. He doesn't have responsibility to pay when it damages others. He only has responsibility to give back the animal as it was. Uh, so there are two basic questions with, which answer each other in Tosafot. And number one is what Judah just asked. Judah said, why does the Gemara say, therefore, the responsibility of Eddie over here is, excuse me, the responsibility of Harari over here is, if my animal damaged Eddie's, uh, then I have to pay. That's not what it should say. It should say, if my animal damaged anyone's animal. That's what we just said. I didn't accept, he didn't accept that responsibility. Number two, we're looking for something that's novel. We're looking for something that's a hidush. Is this a hidush? Once I gave you this back, the hidush is that I injected those details. Once you know this is the situation, say, let me tell you something beautiful. You wouldn't have known this beforehand. If Eddie accepts the animal without the responsibility of uh, the damage that it does to others, guess what? Harari needs to pay. Uh, of course. I mean, look, look at the, it's not even fine print. That's what it says. What's that? You wouldn't do it, but you did it. Why well, I did it because I, I I'm I'm just I suffice with the fact that he's going to give it back to me as it was, and I know old Betsy never harmed a fly, so I'm, I'm not you know I'm not I'm not concerned about it. What's the hidush here? Tosafot at the top left hand corner suggests the following. They say, although 
Although we stipulated, he stipulated, and I crazily agreed to this, that I don't have, he, he doesn't have responsibility if the animal damages another, you could have thought, and maybe I did think, but come on, it's if it damages another, not if it damages yours. You kept them in your backyard together. Come on, you knew that it might damage your own animal. That, really, even that, you're gonna put on me? I know you said you're not gonna accept the responsibility. What we thought you meant, what I thought you meant was, if it breaks out, if you're taking it for a walk, if it looks at another one and it hurts another person, it's in your, it's an, even if the borrower's is damaged, that as well was not accepted. That's what told told on the top left-hand corner right. says, Ve'im tomar, and the lender has to deal with the obligations of payment to the borrower, exactly. Ve'im tomar has Tosafot, kevan de la kabila aleh, since Eddie, the borrower, didn't accept upon himself, right? What does that mean? The, he didn't accept the responsibility, top of Dafyodale Damudalf and Tosafot, since he didn't accept the responsibility of damages which the animal will do to others. Pejita, it's simple. That my responsibility as the owner of the animal is to pay whatever the status of the animal is. Full payment, half payment, answers to Safot, Viesh Lomar, the Salkadatah. We would have thought, I added, I would have thought as the lender, but we would have thought as the jurists, as the halakha makers, deshmirat nezakin de'almala kabil. And he says, I'm not going to deal with if your animal breaks out and hurts others. However, aval anizakin, but on damage, letora deshoel gufe, but if it damages his own animal, we would have thought that that's really assumed that's on Eddie. We thought no. We and thought yes. the Hidush is yes. Even though it's your animal. Even though it's my animal that damaged his animal. And the way I'm really painting this, the way I understand it is, and he put them together and we knew he was going to put them together. Animals, when they're together, are going to jostle with one another. That's the Hidush. And that's in turn, that's the answer to Judah as well. Why do we only mention that when he takes it and it damaged it? It's, it's not that it only damaged Eddie's animal where I'd be liable to pay because he didn't accept the responsibility in any sense. It's that there you would have thought perhaps I'm exempt. You would have thought Eddie never, Eddie, Eddie accepted that, come on. You didn't accept on your own property, on your own thing? That's the hidush that it's not so. All right, the Gemara now concludes just with a technical aspect in filling out the picture. It says the Gemara, so you've now suggested and told me that the situation that we were dealing with in the Mishnah, as the Beraita is explaining to us, again, is that the Sho'el, the borrower, didn't accept responsibility for any damage that it did to another. If that's the case, if it is so, now let's return to those words. He thinks that Eddie is, that you're, you're, I'm saying that you're lying that Absolutely. Right? You would have thought to say, he didn't misunderstand, you would have thought to say that Eddie is liable, uh, but he's not. He didn't accept those responsibilities. And therefore, if my animal damages his animal, it's even on me, even though I'm the lender. Even if, even if it's in his... That's the Hidush. That's the Hidush. Whatever it is, if it's a short time for half the amount of the damage, if it's a short muad, the full amount, those are the words in the Beraita. Says the Gemara, but let's now fill it out. Final words of the Beraita. Ema sefa. Ema means say. Sefa means the final words. Go back to the final words of the Beraita. I'll read them to you in the Gemara right here. Quote, Nifresa balayla. 
או שפרסו הליסטים ויעשתה והזיקה פטור. We're ready for those words now. Here's the words. The words are נפרצה בלילה. A פרוץ is something that's open. As I've mentioned more than once, I lived in Me'asharim for too many years of my life. If a woman that uh, the locals deemed was uh, inappropriately dressed walked by, they'd be yelling, Pritza, Pritza, they used to say, Pritza, that means she was exposed too much. Nifrat means something that's open. So, Parsuha, Nifresa Balayla means that the gate, the fence, which is keeping uh, this animal uh, safeguarded, uh, became breached that night. I don't know how the wind came and knocked it down, whatever the case is. Okay, but it says at night. At night means uh, it's really out of his control. Or, parsu halistim, bandits came. They broke the fence over, uh, open. Viaseta, and my animal, which is being held by Adi in his backyard, in his field, vihezika, and it damaged patur. Adi then is patur. Well, hold up a second. Hold up a second. Uh, let, let me remember what's the. And he's always patur. He's always patur, but we said, he didn't accept the nizikim That's the baraita, it's the same baraita. It got opened up, it got breached the fence. The, my animal went out, and he never accepted it. Now, as Mars Ken says, in general, of course, the halakha is when, in the normal case, in the 99 times out of 100, like you said, Eli, why would I lend it to him otherwise? Eddie accepts the responsibility not only of returning it to me, but also of damages that it might do to others. But over here, you just established for me, he didn't accept any of that. So now, why are you telling me specifically? Well, if it broke out at night, because the fence opened up at night, or uh, bandits came in at night and it made its way out, then Eddie doesn't need a pay for it. No, 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 you just told me a moment ago, this is a unique one out of a hundred case. I trust Eddie so much. I trust my animal. Old Betsy never touched a fly. I didn't think it was going to do anything, so I gave Eddie that, res- no, I, I waived that responsibility. Uh, so then, if I waived that responsibility, of course he's exempt. Right we're mentioning all four of them. It's true in all of them. Yeah, and we're, ex- and we're stipulating that this is, he didn't accept that responsibility. Well, that being the case, again, we're talking about only at night. Even if it's in broad daylight. I got news for you. Even if it's in broad daylight and he opens the fences to his backyard and he even encourages the animal to go out and damage, he says, Harari, I got angry at you. I was really annoyed with you. And I'm sorry, this is all on you. I said, oh, you're smart, whatever. Doesn't matter. He accepted zero responsibility. So why are we mentioning a specific case? So why are we mentioning a specific case? If he accepted it as such, of course he can. I'm out of my mind for giving it to him in such a way. But I did so. Why did I do so? I trust him. I trust the animal. It's the best I have for you. I want to garner support. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make a. Uh, I'm trying to make a, a, a business deal with him later. I'm trying. I trust this whole situation. I'm showing him how much I trust him. I say you don't have to pay. Just give it back to me the way it is. You know, I'm going on break. Hold on to my car. Anything my car goes out of control and does. Cars don't go out of control. It doesn't get started by itself. What's that? Yeah, yeah. and as a result, that's the question of the Gemara. Says the Gemara, I love it. I love it. Al, welcome back. Says the Gemara, how, how do my shoes look this morning, by the way? Anyways, uh, okay, you like these, right? Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for someone to talk about them. Anyway, so it says the Gemara, it says, says the Gemara, if the case is such that Eddie didn't accept such a responsibility, so these details of if it happened at night are. They're not only unnecessary, they are non-factual. It's not that it's only if it happened at night, it's if it happened at any time, says the Gemara. 
ha-lakad kibel alav shemirat nezakav? Uh, questions the Gemara, excuse me, Habayom Hayav, it seems to suggest that it's only because it happened at night, it was out of his control. Habayom Hayav, if it happened during the daytime, Eddie would be liable, the borrower. He didn't accept the responsibility of it if it damaged others. Answers the Gemara, good question, but we'll fix this one as well. I'll tell you why, just add in a few details over here. In between that final line, and the lines that preceded it just add in, you know, parentheses over here. What we were talking about until now was that Eddie accepted it without those responsibilities, now put in parentheses. But if he accepted it in the regular fashion, number one, to return it to me in its same state. Number two, that if it damages another, nonetheless, he's only liable if it breaks out during the daytime when he could have prevented it. If it happened at night, in a honest situation, in a full-fledged honest type of situation, if indeed Eddie did it, as in the standard case, accept the responsibility of it damages another, then he would be hayav. However, Patur. Yeah, we're adding in those words. We do this all the time. Uh, I'll tell you the rationale to why we do this all the time. Always. The rationale to why we do this all the time. Yeah, but but the rationale to it, just just to, just to support the Gemara here for a moment, is because Beraitota Mishnayot were purposed, and we have documentation in the Gemara, and we know this to be memorized. And so as a result, you said it shorthand. You said it as quickly as you could, so that you'd be able to have jog your memory. And then you were supposed to go to your teacher or to your tradition and fill in the gaps. It's like saying, and maybe you would, but don't. Um, it's like saying, I opened up the Pesukim in Parashat Mishpatim. It doesn't say it any of these things. I said, no, 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 but you're missing the details of the rabbis. But it doesn't say it in the text. Okay, it doesn't say it in the text. It's the way God wanted to present it to us and then he wanted us to accompany it with an interpretation. That's, that, that's how you have to go in this and all such situations. But you're right. We always would rather not do this. We'd always say, let the words speak for themselves. Don't have to inject other details. Alright, that's the case. That's, and that, that to a certain well, extent causes Correct. Correct. Specifically when Eddie accepted it as a normal showman. Uh, says the Gemara onward, uh, let's return to why we got into all this. And uh, the, the way we got into all this, skipping the specifics on how we got to that, although we'll have to get into a little bit of that, is that we had a mahloket, a dispute between two emoraim, between Rav Hasan and Bil Azar. They had a dispute about the following uh, situation. What if uh, I'm a partner with another person? I'm a partner with uh, Eli uh, on this land, and I bring my animal to this land, and my animal on this land starts uh, eating up the land. And my animal on this land tramples the land. Am I liable to pay Eli? Even though we're partners on this land, am I responsible to pay or not? Maybe the only time I'm responsible to pay is when it's on an altogether different ownership property. Say it again. Of course. Uh, give me a second on that. That's right. Um, give me, I'll, I'll, I'll fill that in a moment. However, the fact that I have even a partial ownership on this would exempt me. That was a mahloket. Rav Hasta and Abil Azad. That's how we got to all this business. Now, Eli points out already, though, just realize I'm only and purposefully talking about eating from the ground or trampling. If it gored, we say it doesn't matter where it gored. Uh, goring, that's on you. And uh, logically speaking, goring is less normal than eating and trampling. 
Goring, uh, you need to be more uh, cognizant of the fact that your animal is out of control, and that's your responsibility, even if it happens in a public thoroughfare, even if it happens on your own property. Uh, says the Gemara, let's now return to that and challenge one of those two opinions that we learned earlier, ini. Yeah, the word in in Aramaic uh, means yes. Ini is always a rhetorical question. Is that so? In other words, yeah. Is that so? Oh, it's what so? Well, let's see. V'hatane Rav Yosef. Didn't Rav Yosef present and teach the following beraita? Now, the opinions I just mentioned who disagree about whether, on, again, what's called hatsar hashutafim, a shutaf is a partner, whether there's liability for shen and regil, for those types of damages on a partnership property, those are rabbis from the Gemara. Those are Bil Azar and Rav Hasta. Those are later generation rabbis. We're going to now bring an earlier uh, primary document, a beraita. If this beraita suggests in one of those two directions, we're going to turn to the one who thought differently and say, we're going to knock you out. You can't dispute, you can't go against the earlier generation stuff. That's already beautiful. It means the Beraita is explicitly talking about Hatzar, the field, the courtyard of Shutafim, of partners. So we got to see what the halacha is. Pundak is like an inn. Or a motel. It's a place where both you and me, if we're paid uh, uh, people, uh, we both belong there. So these are shared properties. But the most important one for us is Hatzar HaShutafim. We had a mahluk. What does it say? Hayav bahen al Hashem ve'al haregel. Beraita explicitly says in a Hatzar HaShutafim, in a field which is owned even by partners, I'm liable if my animal on our shared property, me and Eli, goes and tramples or eats from the goods. That's it. Open and shut, says the Gemara. Tiyufta dirbil azar. This seems like a, a sufficient way of answering or knocking out with a question, Rabbil Azar. Tiyufta means it's a strong question. And we think that, Rabbil how do you defend this, Rabbil Azar? It's black on white. The words are Hatzar Ashutafin. You have to be very clever and creative to defend yourself. The best way to defend yourself, and let me, uh, and I always try to paint it like this, if you come to, I gave a class, I finished the class, and you come and say, Rabbi, beautiful class, but let me tell you something. You were speaking about X, Y, and Z halacha. I was listening to a recording of a rabbi. Listen to this. He played it for me, and he says, although Harari, you said it's Asur, this rabbi says Mutai. You see, you're wrong. Uh, what are you talking about? Oh, listen, listen. Are you going to disagree with this rabbi? He's quoting from Shohan Aruch. I said, it's a very nice, a very nice claim. However, and then I pull a book off the shelf and I say, but I have my book as well. Same generation, I have an uh, earlier generation. I have Haram Bab. In other words, you knocked me out. You got me with Shohan Aruch. I'm not going to defend that. But I'm going to tell you that I also have an earlier generation business. So the Gemara now is going to say, for Bil Azar, although you brought a Beraita, which directly, seemingly contradicts him, we have time to suggest that it doesn't, but I'll accept that for now. Let me tell you, but I have my proof as well. So we can now say that me and you disagreeing about this, Rabbi Azar and Av Hasta, you have your Beraita and I have my Beraita. That's what says the Gemara, Amalekha Rabbi Azar, Vitisbera Matnita Mila Pelige. Rabbi Azar would say to you, uh, apparently he's not talking in this conversation any, long, any longer, Vitisbera, Milashon Sivara, is it logical to you? Matnita, another Beraita, Mila Pelige, do they not disagree? Are they not split on this matter? In other words, you really think it's so monolithic? All of a sudden the rabbis only have such one such opinion? All of a sudden the Beraita says that and there's no conflicting opinion? All of a sudden Shohan Aruch says that and it means there's no one who disagrees with them? Home, it's, it's a 
Fantastic point. I'm almost proud of you. I just believe that you learned onward. Yes, but it is very telling. Eli says the fact that, we're not going to see this today, I don't think, the fact that we're coupling, and that's something to think about already, the animal in the courtyard of partners and in an inn is very telling. An inn is not where you bring animals, generally speaking. It's true it's shared property, but there's a big sign, no pets allowed. There's a big sign, no oxen allowed, no cows in, allowed. And so it's interesting that that's not... Understood. No, no, understood. All we're paying attention to is hatala shutafim. But you are right, there is something to that already. Why would it be talking about an inn? You want to talk about a shared property, talk about Avenue U. You want to talk about a shared property, talk about Prospect Park. You talk about an inn? Who brings the animals into the inn? And it damaged in the inn? That's just funny. Okay, so anyway, but as, before we uh, arrive at that uh, point, uh, maybe tomorrow, says the Gemara, says Don't you think? Don't you realize there's a conflicting beraita? The hatanya doesn't the beraita. And this is another beraita. We're going to have to read the words and not understand all of them immediately. It'll take us time to develop them, but we'll have to pay attention to one key line. Here's what the beraita says. Shimon ben Elazar used to set forth four principles with regards to damage. Ben Ezekin. Uh, what were his four principles? Number one. If it's a place where, um, easy, it's your property, my dog goes onto it and damages, Hayav, Bakol. I'm entirely obligated for anything I did. That one's very easy. The word hayav bakol, though, is a little uh, confusing. Bakol sounds like I have to pay full amount. What if I had a short time? What if it was my ox, which hadn't gored three times already, and it goes on to Eddie's yard? I'm sorry, I'm beating you up today. And it goes, and every day. It goes on to your yard and damages. You're going to tell me that because it's in your yard, I'm more liable, even though I should be half? Uh, but we'll have to leave that question for later. Do you follow? I'm just... Called the Gemara will interpret. I mean, ha, how do I know this already? If I didn't know the Gemara later on, you'll see you'll see it in Rashi already. Rashi already says Hayav Bakol. It's maybe ten lines from the top in Rashi. Lekaman Mefaresh. Lekaman means later on it will explain. Shafilu Keren Tama. Even when it gored, right, and it hasn't gored three times. Mishalem Nezik Shalem Ho'il Vinichnas Lirushutovi Hizika. Since it went into someone else's property and damaged. That's surprising. We're not familiar with that. But yeah, that's what it's coming from that, on that word. Okay, but this is not our issue. Here's our issue. What if it's demazik, not our issue yet, demazik velolanizak? What if uh, your dog comes onto my property and my dog, bingo, attacks your dog? Of course, I'm patur. Well, that's, that's, well, we saw those words in the Gemara earlier. Shorcha my ba'it. What's your ox doing on my property? That's not my responsibility. Neither one of these, although they're very interesting, neither one of them are relevant to our conversation. Here's what is relevant to our conversation. Lize ou lize. If it's a property which is accessible legally to me and to you, to the damager and to the damage. Kigon, for example. Hatsar hashutafim. For example, a partnership field or courtyard. The habik'ah. You hear that, Eli? And the other example is, and a valley. A valley makes sense. No, but I like valley over here. At least it doesn't say an inn. A valley is the Avenue U. A valley is the uh, Prospect Park. It doesn't say an inn. Okay, but what's the halakha? Paturba al Hashem al haregel. In such a situation, you're exempt if your animal chewed the land or trampled it. 
Oh my goodness, we found over here for Rabbi Lazar a directly conflicting and opposite opinion with regards to shutafut, partnership on the land. So let me summarize what we saw so far, because this is the critical line over here for us today. We had a, a mahlokit, a dispute between Rabbi Lazar and Rav Hasda. Uh, they disagreed about what's the halakha in Hatsar Hashutafim, in a field, a courtyard which is duly owned, which is partnership. If my animal damages your, damages your land, but it's both, we're in this together. We own that land, we own that property together. I went in with my dog and it started ripping up the walls. I said, Joe, I'm, I'm exempt. You said to me, what do you mean you're exempt? Uh, pay, pay my portion of it. I said, no, no, it's hasar hashutafim. What's the halakha in such a situation? What's the logic? What's the rationale? We kind of addressed and we'll come back to that tomorrow. But for our purposes, we know it's a dispute between Bilazar and Avchasta whether I'm liable to pay or not. We began this conversation with that word ini. Is it really so? And we had a biraita, the hataner of Yosef, which said explicitly, if my animal on my shared property with another person damages, I'm liable to pay. We said, TKO, tiyufta der Bilazar. We thought Bilazar is out. You see clearly, I'm hatzara shutafin yehayat. Go ahead. Is this um, when we're talking about the dots? Is this shutafin? Mm-hmm. So shutafin, who would you determine who you would pay? What's that? Who would you determine who you would have to pay? The owner. No, the owner of whatever I, whatever I did it to. But it's a shutafin. I, I know, but. It's them to an animal over here, for oh, example, okay. right? right. Oh, right, right. Uh, somehow. Um, uh, the, the, the response would be Lazar here in our Gemara is, well, okay, you found a beautiful source, and I'm not going to contest it yet. The Gemara will, but I can tell you that I have a, con- I have a counter evidence uh, uh, to my support, and that is explicitly in this, these four principles, we read three of them, which were set forth by Rabbi Shimon, the third of which says explicitly, Hatzar Hashutafim, if it's a shared partnership uh, land, I am not liable to pay if I uh, damaged in one way or another. That being the case, we're at a certain standstill in the moment. The standstill is, you have support, I have support. Each of us are standing on equally uh, stable grounding. We do need to, and will tomorrow, in the concluding lines of this conversation, return to the fact that these two beraitot, interestingly, couple, no pun intended, they put together the Hatzar HaShutafin, the partnership, with another case. And each of them talks about a different other case. You could have just said Hatzar HaShutafin, partnership land. So the first one says partnership land or an inn. And the second one says partnership land or a valley. valley. That's interesting. That must be... That must, we didn't at all, we didn't mention the valley the first time. The, the two beraitot, says Abi, might be agreeing. They might be talking about different circumstances in some way or another. We'll return to that tomorrow.